it? It's a rent in the space-time continuum. What is it? A stasis room freezes time, you know, it makes time stand still. So when, whenever you have a leak, it must preserve whatever it's leaked into, and it's leaked into this room. What is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Welcome everyone to another episode of So What Is It? A Red Dwarf Podcast. How is everyone today? Very good. Marvellous, thank you. Very well, thank you. Resounding sounds of happiness and coming from... And how are you? I'm Let's not too talk bad, about you. I'm always, always pleased to come and review an episode of Red Dwarf. And what an episode. Yeah, so um, oh, so I'm going to go dive quickly into this one, rather than talk about whether we liked it, whether we didn't like it. Let's dive quickly into the positives today. And, uh, oh, Dan, Dan, what was your favourite bit, Dan? Come on, Dan, tell us. <laughs> Honestly, there were so many in this one. I absolutely <laughs> love this episode. Uh, I think probably if I was to pick a favourite, which you've asked me to do, I'm going to say Rimmer when uh, Hollister comes in dressed as a chicken and Rimmer flat out refuses to believe he's the captain and just makes it worse. Absolutely love that bit. Absolutely brilliant. I, th- I think that peaks when, it, when he's uh, saying Captain Paxo. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, unfortunately, I don't take orders from poultry. Excellent. Good good choice, of course. Matt, what about you? Okay, I've got a couple, but I'm going to just say one. No, you don't say. (laughs) There were so there were so many moments. There were so many moments, and I I, and and I agree with Dan. But I'm going to. All right, I'm going to choose one. I'm not going to be greedy. You are allowed to say the other one later. I I will do. Yes, and believe me, (laughs) the lift hostess I thought was hilarious. With her, um, with her, the cyanide capsule, and she just sort of like because you know what's coming, you know she's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. But just the look on her face as she kind of keels over, and I just thought, oh, that's brilliant. I really laughed at that. I got told to shush. Actually, I was laughing so loud. To take the cyanide capsule, simply break open like so and place under the tongue. <laughs> and the cat not being happy with the lift meal as well. Oh, that's that all part of the lift. Thing. Yes, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so it's technically the same one. <laughs> You should apologise for the chicken. First meal I ever had where the container tastes better than the food. Well, I, I mean, uh, basically, straight away you've taken my thing. The thing with the lift was definitely my, one of my favourite bits. But oh, don't sorry. worry, no, I've got another bits. But I will say so far, this has been by far the best episode of entire Red Dwarf so far. Oh, excellent. I'm this, really pleased. I'm really pleased you said that. Yeah, that this one was, for, for some reason, just seemed leaps and bounds in every single which way compared to the episode, the other episodes to, for me. I mean, you know how last week I really liked the episode and you guys were a bit down on it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you do not like this episode... I'm not going to say I don't like the episode, because oh, I God. do like the episode. Okay. I do like all the episodes, essentially, but I, I didn't like it as much as last week's. See? And I, I, there were a few things in it I felt weren't done as well. But we're not on that. What's your favourite bit, Matty? Um, my favourite bit, probably the scene in general, was actually when they're all in the shower cubicle. The first time where there's they keep <laughs> closing the shower cubicle on that made me laugh. <laughs> it was good, yeah. yeah. Now, my, my favourite bit, um, well, one of my favourite bits uh, was the piece about the lemming, really. I love the little <laughs> lemming. <laughs> and it just smashes brains up. <laughs> it broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were a few, but that, that was, um, it tickled me. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, so, but um, what I didn't think about this episode, 
there weren't so many themes for me, not so many obvious themes. And I think that Red Dwarf's been very strong so far in that. This one wasn't quite so much. There are a few things to talk about. I mean, I, I think the thing that struck me was the idea of giving up your rest of your life to go and spend a three weeks of supposed bliss with someone. Was, was, is that, was that the only thing in it? Did anyone spot anything else? I think that was probably the moment of deeper philosophy but it, it didn't last very long did it it was yes that was that was Lister's motivation for sure and and Rimmer wanted to know why he wanted to do that and it was yet another reason to fall out um but I don't know that they spent very long on that um it for me the concept this week was was the was the first go at time travel mm -hmm. um, and I say first go I don't want to give anything away but they'll do it again um, so... Well, I'm sure Matt is thinking we get an episode where they go back again and grow moustaches and beards. That's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> in five years, specifically, I've got. I'm, I'm already thinking. Right, in five years, something's going to happen. They're going to have to go back to that moment or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's all set in stone now. Yeah, nothing's ever going to contradict this. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> so, so there was a um, there was a sort of whisper of of uh, future echoes episode in series one with the the repeated scenes, and then obviously the second time that they're repeated, they make a lot more sense. With obviously Rimmer's head coming through the the table to warn past Rimmer, and it's a hologram Rimmer's head uh, warning him, and then obviously you see him actually do that later. So yeah, there was an element of recycling of a little bit of a sort of previous past concept possibly but it still it still worked yeah i mean if you're going to do time travel you're always going to um come across these things that are similar to other stories like it aren't you i mean i that was the intrigue wasn't to get it going with the the scene at the start now my first thought really not not particularly negative did they need to do it in black and white? I was sitting here wondering. I yes. can see why they did it. It was in the past. You well, thought yes. This was the bit, this was actually going to be the bit that I disliked the most when it came to that question, was the fact that in the beginning, why did they feel the need to do it in black and white? Because it says straight away, three million years ago type of thing. They could have just said that and left it in colour. I don't know why they had to have... I, I'm guessing they were trying to go for some sort of dream sequence type look. Or maybe it was just because it was a long time ago, it's in black and white or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said it really harmed it. But at the same time, I just wondered why they chose to do it really. I don't yeah. think they added anything either. No, it, no was, it was kind of like they should have really... Uh, they could have really just got away with one or the other. With it just saying three million years and not having to be in black and white. But I think that's... I think to me, it's that's quite minor... It's... Yeah, but may maybe we're speaking from from a more sophisticated um, viewing experience that we've had. <laughs> well, Not I that am. we're sophisticated, but we've had many years of these types of stories and different shows, whereas perhaps they were less common and they didn't want to confuse people and just make it super clear. Maybe that was the reason. Was Dan, right. any more thoughts? I didn't think it was necessary to do that bit in black and white, but I did. It, for me, it didn't harm it. I mean, we didn't yeah. dwell on it for too long. And uh, yeah, it just underlined that this was uh, this was back in the day. But that said, in earlier episodes, we've seen flashbacks, we've seen you know parts about origin, and it hasn't been black and white, so it, it, it stood out. There were some really good cat moments for me in 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 this. I really liked his his really really long oh when he's he's looking at Marilyn Monroe's picture. 
Don't look at me, baby. It'll drive you crazy. I thought that was that was that was really that was funny. But the funniest was when they are at the Ganymede um, Holiday Inn, and he thinks that woman's fox fur is a dog. He thinks that woman's being strangled um, by a dog, and he kind of he attacks. I just thought that was really funny, and and he and he did it really well. Good bit of slapstick, I thought. <laughs> it was after the suitcase moment as well, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, actually, because because I I mean I sort of felt the opposite. I think I thought that was. A little bit um, played out too long, all that scene myself. Hey, that's just me. Maybe when I watched it on this occasion. But I mean, again, this is a case of, I don't know, not know how many times I've watched this episode. Um, it was one of the first ones I had on tape again. And uh, yeah, watched it over and over. Really. So this so is may- the first maybe. time, this is the first time I've definitely, definitely the first time I've watched this episode. So mm. I thought it was funny. Maybe you're watching it after after having seen it several hundred times it has lost its comedy effect possibly yeah i think so I, I think when i was watching it there were quite a few things i mean when we watched it we had a little conversation here and we talked about things like when cat goes into the shower and does the it's the personality that counts joke when he looks down at the man's willy and uh was, was thinking is 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 that funny? Is it just not yes. funny because we're now so far in the future? You found it funny, Matty? Yes, I did. Found it oh, funny. Cool. Good, good. good. I mean, it's okay to be wrong, Matt. It's not that it's not funny. It's just that I wonder if, from our point of view now, that sort of joke's been done a lot and whether it had been when this episode first aired. I, I don't know because we are still in the 80s and whether that sort of joke was played out on TV very often. Well, I actually remember thinking... Know. I remember thinking... It's quite risque, that is, for kind of 1988, that bloke's ass, you know, on, what was it, BBC Two at like nine o'clock or whatever it would have been on 32 oh, years watching. ago. Matt, that's the second time you've suggested that we might be in any way sophisticated this evening, and I, I don't know where you'll get, <laughs> like, we've met. Uh, how, how did you get I know, I, I, I agree, I agree with Matt, I thought it was a, it was a, partly it was the delivery, it was the look on Kat's face that, that, that landed that joke. Um, but no, I, I, I liked it. There was, good, there was lots of good cat in this episode, actually. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of bits and pieces. Something I was going to ask uh, Matty, what did you think of the scene in the shower when he's going, what is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the title of our podcast makes a lot more sense to me now. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, this is the lesser spotted what is it. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did like it. It went on a bit, but then it was one of those I didn't mind it went on a bit because it... I knew it was coming and I still found it funny. That's what we call the funny barrier. You know, you, yeah. you, you push it, you push it, it carries on being funny. I like that bit. Yeah. But I'd, I'd forgotten that bit was in this episode, actually. So, yeah, the lesser spotted what is it here. But, yes, it does uh, go some way to explaining our title. We haven't as yet mentioned Holly. No, not yet. And, actually, I, I have to say there was a couple of Holly corkers, I thought, yes. with the very beginning, you know, the... Um, the moon shaped like Felicity oh, Kendall's oh, best bottom. one, best one by far. So we had to we, we circled around a couple of times. That was brilliant. That was yeah. that was going to be my other favourite thing that I, that I was going to yeah. I'm with, I'm with you there. That's fab- fabulous. Yes, and also, yeah. all right, dudes, and uh, <laughs> and it's like when they said, "What's a status leak?" Well, a status leak oh. is a leak in stasis and I, I know it's so obvious but it was just his kind of like utter sort of like deadpan delivery it's just great I'm the nearest thing you can get to infullable he's, he's I think he's really kind of coming into his own I mean there's, there's been some really funny Holly moments what was no, the it, bit but... yeah, was, a, was a good was a good Holly episode I think you know the, 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 the running joke almost every time 
as a watch he gets stuck in Lister's pocket he came out with something every time literally. oh yeah yeah there was the bit he was like when he was in his armpit and he said it was like the it was like the rainforest or something that, yeah. that, that made me heave that's a slightly new concept again isn't it the, the ability to take uh holly like that he's been on a tv on wills already this series now is as a watch so so they've obviously right, we need holly with us we can't just abandon holly i know you know, it was really it was weird actually seeing it the thing on it on his wrist i was like my god it's like a smart it looks like a smart watch yeah. you know obviously 32 years later that that kind of thing is it's not it's a rea- reality i mean you've got to wonder how he can be powered through a stasis leak back in time from the ship i suppose they were still on the ship technically so there were two hollies we never saw the second holly never mind so him appearing in a watch was, I thought, quite a leap in technology. Last week he yeah. was on a geography teacher's 1980s school school um, TV, and this week he was on effectively an Apple Watch. I thought it was quite yes. quite a technological leap from one week to the next, wasn't it? But obviously a very useful device to be able to carry mm. Holly around with you. Ugh, I can see right down your gob. Um, I, I am cross with him though for making the Olivia Newton John. I was going to say I was, I was going to say I've actually got written down. I thought I've, of that. I've put I've put Matthew and then a sad face. Um, you know, <laughs> better to have loved than lost than to listen to an album by Olivia Newton John. I, I thought, oh, someone's not going to be happy with that. I mean, cheap shot, cheap shot. Not Olivia, Olivia Newton John. All right, she she's good. She was good looking back then, but I mean, is her is her voice really all that? Oh, amazing. Think? I mean, I don't yeah. think it's a good country voice, I suppose, but I I've never really been blown away. Okay, well, you seriously, and up until recently, there are several, there are several clips of. I know we, this is probably going to get edited out, you know. Um, <laughs> okay, and I've just said, just said the. Well, we had a whole twenty-minute section on VHS machines a couple of weeks ago. Right, so there are. May not. There are clips of her singing a particular song from when it was re- live in concert, from when it's released, and there's there's there are several clips that are about five or ten years apart, and it's in the same. She hasn't dropped the key. I mean, this is a song that's forty years old and has a very very high note at the end, and she hits it perfectly every time. There's, there's also a there's also a clip of her doing "Hopelessly Devoted to You," which is a really hard song to sing. A clip of her doing it on a TV show in 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 around about the same time the film was out and it, uh, Greece was out and it's bloody amazing, really. Good. Yeah, irrespective of whether you like the actual song, she has got an amazing voice. Mm. I think I'm sure Dan concurs. Uh, well, I have met her, but she didn't sing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what her voice is like now, but you know, over the years. <laughs> well, you we talk about singing, I, I and and I clocked that you wouldn't be happy with the Olivia Newton-John reference there, uh, but I also thought that. Matt would be almost triggered because uh, Lister was going through all the words that ended in Ibble and I thought we could have another song, we could have a follow up to the Ingling song and is, is Matt going to be worried about that but uh, in the end there was no song but uh, you know I think that could be uh, that could be a track on the difficult second album. Series, <laughs> series 2 has been quite respectful in its lack of singing you know you know, for me so far. So far. So far. <laughs> well that tells me that there is something coming. Let's get Now, something that I didn't like. Okay. Okay, just changing the tack. Well, I, I still had a couple of more, um, not complaints about Holly, before you move on to that. Okay. Um, there there was the a repeated joke, wasn't there, about the sort of the IQ joke. Now, I know we've talked about, you know, when we've talked yeah. about emergency, there's an emergency going on, great to hear it again. But he did this, sort of, it was the 12,000 
Car park attendance. Car park attendance, yeah. And uh, now, obviously, they're hoping a bigger audience, maybe people haven't seen the first series. But, yeah, doing it like this, we saw the repeated joke on that. So so that felt that felt not as funny. No, me. you're right. You're right. It didn't feel as funny, and that's why I didn't write it down, because I thought, well, it's, it's, it's the same as the... Same jokes. The 6,000... But, but I think I can forgive it, because I, I think probably there was stuff chucked in there... Because they were growing their audience, maybe. I mean, that's how I'm seeing it anyway. Anyway, sorry, Matt, what were you about to go into? Something you didn't like so much okay. this episode. Okay, now I'm going to get criticised for this. I'm well prepared. I can't believe prepared. you're about to say it, to be honest with you. Well, dun, dun, dun. I, you, know, you, know, you know me, I'm, I'm utterly fearless. Mark Williams is back in. Yep. And this, and this time, yes, of course, the hairy arms are back. So I was, I was you know, instantly got the heebie-jeebies. Um... <laughs> The accent. He did not have an accent like that last time. Yes, I was like, I, I know that they alluded to him being Danish with the with the the tattoos and stuff, but it was like now he's pretending to be Danish. Um, Olaf Peterson. Okay, and I just was like, what you know, that, what's that I'm about? To, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have to delve back and see if I can make a comparison. I have been to Titan. I have been to Juno. I can name eight things that go in Juno. Pickers. But he well, was putting that on to chat up the girls. Then when he ends up bre- having to break character and talk to Lister, he's back to being a Brummie again. That's so true, yeah. he, he, was, he was playing a role. I thought he was quite, a, quite the Lothario with that strange tartan neck thing going on. I thought he was. Yeah, to, to be honest, this was one of the things about the episodes that I didn't like. It seemed to me going back and working with these other actors slightly killed the pace that they've gathered a little bit. This I is agree. what I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that sort of um, scene there introducing Peterson, and I get it because Lister needs to see his old friends, but it, it wasn't that great seeing him chat with the girls. It killed the pace there. And then we had the return of Claire Grogan, obviously, and that scene, they were doing the split screen and they had Claire Grogan for what looked like for a couple of hours. Quick, just say this. It felt like, and um, yeah. and the pace wasn't there, and even that pace in the hotel corridor just wasn't there. So that was my major criticism, really. I, I felt as though it had returned a little bit to the pace of some of the weaker moments of series one, perhaps. So was that just me? Well, it's interesting you say that because I have an interesting fact about the fact that you say no, that about her. It's yeah. Matt's fact of I mean, the week. Is your fact that the other girl, when they came back on the ship, wasn't Claire Grogan? Right, carry on. <laughs> what what say that again at the end when they all meet up in the um in the sleeping quarters yeah and future lister turns up with kachansky yeah that's just some random girl with, with a, a, with a face across because her face. it's not claire grogan yeah so what i've got here is before the final scene was filmed, Claire Grogan was accidentally told she had finished her scenes and left the studio. So Kachansky, who walked in the door with Future Lister, was actually Donna Di Stefano, the assistant floor manager in a very big hat. <laughs> and Claire's lines were um, taken from... Yeah, I don't think it harmed the scene in the sense of lines. But I mean, I, but in the, other, the hotel scene, she was given like one word lines, wasn't she? Oh, eventually. Oh, it all works out. That was a bit limp, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be about Lister and Lister, but you're absolutely right. They've got Kachansky in there. Why not? You know, why can't she elaborate just a tiny bit? I did like the um, the very, very, very end, though, where all the past 
future Lister and the five years in the future Lister and Rimmer are, are all appearing and it's starting to get a bit sort of and you can just see kind of like old back in the day Rimmer starting to uh, think that he really is completely mad and he's hallucinating. I'm the Rimmer who's with the Lister who married Kachansky. Now from this point on things get a little bit confusing. Bless. I just <laughs> thought <laughs> poor Rimmer. I mean that that was one of my favorite lines going back. To, let's do another round of favorite things. Um one of my favorite lines was I'm from um, three millions in the future. You'll be dead. Will I really? Then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you suggest? Give up white bread, more roughage? <laughs> Dan, come on, give us another one. <laughs> I uh, I like the reference to the um, Holly. I've, I've been in love once. ZX81. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, had a ZX81, so, you know. She wouldn't load for me. I knew, <laughs> I knew that one of you would definitely have had one of those. I, I knew I that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've tried to get hold of one. I never had a computer until about 15 years ago. So, uh, no. Well, if you want to spend seven hours typing in a program to make a rocket look like it's flying up the screen, then you know, go Oh, I'm it. aware of what that... And I, I had a friend who had the one no, with I'm the... No, talking to Matty, saying he's trying to get hold of one. Oh, OK. <laughs> that and the ZX Spectrum. I had a friend who had one of the ones that's, that had the... the like a, like a flattish keyboard with rubbery buttons... And spectrum. and then spectrum. you had to put a um a, a, a cassette in in a cassette player that made a funny noise, and then wait about half an hour, and then a game might work or might not. Yeah, you know. Spectrum. And I remember thinking, ain't got no time for that. Um, you know. So yeah, I didn't bother. Did you think it in that voice? I did, yeah, like like <laughs> okay, cast, and I span round and went out and went ow in a kind of gold lame suit. Ow! <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I can't do it. I didn't realise I could until just then. Uh, also, I quite liked. Um, made, made me chuckle when they were talking about uh, the mushrooms. Having consumed this repast, second technician Rimmer Arnold J experienced what can only be described as a voyage to Trip Out City. Yes, yes, yes. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, when he's going, to wit, to wit yes. Rimmer. <laughs> Having enjoyed this repast, yes, it was his ability to talk about, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the contempt with which he says, a voyage to Tripart City. And yeah, he's just, he cannot, cannot omit the details, the excruciating and pedantic details that he wants to skewer this do with when he's reporting him to Hollister. I thought, yeah, that was great. Also, we did find out why perhaps they're painting the ship in the, uh, in the uh -huh. credit sequence because PD, painting duty, is a punishment. Mm. Yes, and of course, you know... Although why he had green paint, I don't know. Limigus. Neither do I. Um, Probably because it showed up better on the chicken. Well, I think that is the reason. <laughs> Lister gets two weeks, two, two um, smegging weeks, and Rimmer gets eight. To um, start with, first yeah. shoving a pencil up his nose. Well, the rubber end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than the mushrooms, that breakfast sounded quite nice. <laughs> it, needed, it needed triple egg and chutney, but uh, otherwise I think I've managed the ingredients. You can keep your sure. triple egg and chutney and chilli sauce sandwich, for, thank you very much. I said, no, to be fair, it was just one egg. Took a whole pack of Gaviston to get, for me to get over the thought of that. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so moving on, um, Matty, there was something that, um, good for you that you asked a question about previously. Do we ever see any more of the ship? Well, this yes. is the episode, and I, and I said to you, you know, there's something in this series, and here we go. They got on a lift. It's going to take them ages to get to floor 16. So there you go. You're getting a bit of sense of scale there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
Still, it's a ship that big that it would take the length of a long haul flight. Yeah, yeah two thousand five hundred and sixty-seven floors. So hmm. yes, yeah. I'm glad you made a note of that because I missed that. <laughs> I did. No, but I, don't, I did. I did like that, even though it was very obvious that they were basically just the same floors with sixteen written in the background. But I'm not going to. No, no. What? What? <laughs> you mean they didn't build the set one to one scale? <laughs> they should have built another set altogether just for the feeling of it. <laughs> what for all two thousand and god knows how many floors? Honestly, but it seems. It, it I bet seems the lift a... didn't move either. Just saying. Uh, no, I doubt it. Ruining the magic now. Exactly. It's but a, the cyanide capsule was real, and she actually died. The, the stewardess actually died. It was real cyanide <laughs> capsule. That's that's the the one thing that was real was the actual death of the stewardess. There is a corpse of every stewardess that has done that demonstration with a with a hell of a smile on her face. <laughs> We're only rehearsing this one, love. Don't do it just yet. <laughs> she falls back just to a pile. She's going to fall back to a pile of corpses from everyone that's done it for every demonstration. <laughs> she might knock over the duty free trial. That's why I'm declare Grogan. Um. <laughs> Listen, that is my private, personal, private diary full of my personal, private, personal things. So the next thing that we'll have a brief talk about is Rimmer's diary. Okay, so we find out a little bit more about Rimmer. Obviously, it leads into the story, but we find out about um, his infatuation with Carol McCauley. Your eyes are like two limpid pools of loveliness. <laughs> and those short skirts she wears make him really horny. <laughs> I mean, actually, wow. over, overall, I thought Rimmer was a bit more sympathetic in this episode. Yeah, he, he wants to bring himself back. Another repeated story. Yes, beat yeah. Um, well, I, my first thought of that was like, have you not learned? He hated yeah. himself within 24 hours well, at exactly. the last time. But he had, he was talking about Alive Me and One for Sunday Best. So perhaps he thought it would be slightly different, but no, the, the boy doesn't learn. No, again, again, it's, it's a good driver for the story and, and going yeah. back and what they want to do. But um, yeah, a slight, a slight repeat after only a few episodes. But yeah, his diary. So we had all that stuff in there. But that was a nice little scene. Um, but I mean, he's read Lister's diary, but he has the common decency to do it behind his back. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Which actually is a fair point, I think. I mean, they're just sitting there reading his diary and don't give a shit that he's come in. I mean, it's actually, yeah, we're on Lister's side most often, but that's actually not a very nice thing to do, is it, really? I'd agree with you. I think Rimmer comes out well in this episode. Yes, he gets despairing again and everyone always leaves him. He's Lemming, as you said. <laughs> uh, and uh, But... But no, I think he, as I said this at the top, I think, you know, this is as good as they've been so far. I, I, I totally agree with him. They just, they just relaxed into it. And I think Rimmer mm. was able to move from being sympathetic to um, a glit to, you know, everywhere. I thought he was, um, yeah, it was the best performance, I think. I think of everybody. I think everyone did their absolute best they've done so far. I, yeah. I, I'd share his view. It's the best episode uh, so far, I don't know if I'd say it was the best episode so far, but this was the best performance they've all put on, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think possibly, I still think Crichton was really strong at the start of the series. But anyway, we can talk about that in a wrap up of series two. Um, I hope there's a quiz. And that's another thing. <laughs> and that's, of course, is another, that, of course, is another Carol thing. McCauley. Remember, Carol McCauley. That's another thing, of course. Where's Crichton? Again, that was literally going to be what? my last bit. <laughs> Where is Crichton? Problem the thing you didn't like it, lack of Crichton. What the hell? I what think he was on floor hell? number 17. 
What the actual hell though? Where the where the hell is Crichton? And also, if they I do mean, get another one-off character, never to be seen again. Who's a but then if it was in the, they were in the future and they saw the future selves, then towards the end, where was Crichton then? What? Oh. Yeah, but he wasn't traveling. Oh, yeah, what in five years in the future? Yeah, no mention of Crichton. Well, Crichton's a one-off character. We, we you know, <laughs> don't we establish that by now, surely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's a known. Fact. He's he, apparently he's still lost in the ship somewhere, one within its six thousand floors, probably stuck in the lift and taking some of the cyanide. Or, he's dusting. Yeah. I, I tell you what, there was the first of I think here, a couple of maybe not a couple of first, but but um, cat calling Rimmer Alphabet Head. Where's Alphabet Head? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first time it, he's been referred to as something like that, Dan? I think it was, and I think I know what you're going to say. What the next, what the next first was. So go on. Well, go on. You say it, and I said it. <laughs> well, I think this was the first. Well, it was certainly the first time, but I think this is a running theme. Uh, this was the first of the uh, the ancient cat sayings that I think is appropriate here. Oh yes, the ancient cat saying, which is what you're talking about, dog breath. Yeah, it wasn't that, but yeah, that's oh, a, okay. a, a running thing that comes in. But it was a cat thing oh. of the. I think he has insulted Rimmer before, but obviously it becomes more prevalent of a. Oh, unless you want someone to um, turn to powder, you know. And he said, he's talking about Rimmer. I said, let's do it, you know. Yeah. And sort of like, yes, this will cause Rimmer to die. Ha ha ha. Who are you thinking of bringing back? Me. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> that that sort of joke. No, the old the old cat saying was better. Don't you think, Dan? It wasn't a case of what's better. I'm just yes, saying. Yes, it is. It's, a, it's a, always a case of what's better. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> You're both ca- right. It was a case of we will hear this sort of joke yeah. come up again. Yeah. No, I, I, that goes back to what I think we've all agreed. It was a good cat episode. I think it was a good everyone episode. I, I think that there were there were bits that weren't executed perhaps quite as well. I think that you've picked on one or two of those, but. Um, this is an episode that I actually remember watching back in the day. Now I don't know whether I watched it live on BBC Two or whether I watched it shortly after on a on a video or something. But I do remember it, and it's another episode that's words and phrases from it have entered the uh, have entered my family's sort of vocabulary. If I'm visiting members of the family, I will be offered a drink. Would you like some wine? As yeah. just an example, it was yeah. Well, crazy. I think I mean there's nothing wrong with that joke, but I think there's another one that has dated. Somewhat, there was a there was a joke in the same scene with the uh, eating natural natural yogurt, like yeah, and um, that's lost its potency as a Absolutely. joke. Now, that that's not a criticism of the script because back then that was a a thing that certain people may have done who we looked down upon. But obviously, everyone eats natural yogurt. No, it's true. You go back thirty two years ago. What did you have as yogurt? You had a pot of ski yogurt, exactly. ski strawberry <laughs> yogurt. You didn't have munch natu- bunch, maybe natural yogurt. Yeah, oh yeah. Yes, I like the Munch Brunch one, not the banana one though. Um, yeah. the... So it's perfectly perfectly valid what he was saying. It's just that it doesn't feel as funny now. It's like with the wine as well. More people drink wine, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it would have been the time of the like you know the wine bar kind of the you know the yuppie sort of movement. Everyone was having a yeah. you know a nice bottle of blue nun or whatever it shite they were drinking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so uh, it's, just, it's just a case of things having moved on, really, that, that maybe just loses impact slightly. No one could be criticised too much for that, I don't think. No, I, I think you're right. And, and But I, I actually think that it was it was a really good full episode. It was good. There was a good pace. There was one or two little bits that didn't didn't 
work very well. But that might have been the fact is that they've crammed such a lot into 27 minutes that really that they they wanted to get their point across and didn't have enough time in which to do you know certain tiny little elements. But I mean, Avengers Endgame took about three hours to do the same plot. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> Worth every second. Avengers. Assemble. Oh, shush. <laughs> but after what I said last week of the actual crux of the story not starting until about 15 minutes through, the stasis leak was mentioned. Quite very quickly. It yeah. was very quickly, and they got into it yeah. They got into it very quickly, and I think that was to, that was really to the episode's advantage. No, I, I had that as a note, basically saying the story almost started straight away, because even the first scene was totally relevant to what was going on wasn't yeah it, really? i was kind so, of yeah. i was kind of annoyed about that because i thought that's totally kind of craps all over what i said last week but wasn't it interesting that <laughs> they got into the the stasis leak bit that's as you say the key part of the story they got into it straight away and then you know and i was watching watching this thinking if i had that i'd be straight through there nope they went back to their room and they went to bed and right we'll do this in the morning i just yeah. you know i appreciate they've got nothing else to do it's not that they had something planned for next day i just thought it was quite interesting okay we'll go straight into it back to bed let's get an early night early night good sleep and then we'll go and change the past now interesting sci- choice how sad for you captain paxo sci-fi concept wise obviously they didn't bother about this too much but when they went through the stasis leak and went back to bed did a day pass in the past as well or did they go back to base at the same point well they didn't go back to the same point because there were different people in the shower weren't they you've answered your own question then haven't you yeah but okay i haven't asked it fully how much time has passed in the past after they had the lift ride back and the sleep on it for a night well ultimately we're not told i think we (laughs) (laughs) a period of time if if we're asking that question then i've got to ask the big one here if they're going back in time, why didn't they warn them about the radiation leak? Well, that go. would have been too simple. Sensible. How simple much comedy is in just walking <laughs> up and saying, there's this thing, no, I have to appear as a dismembered head from your table. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, having scared the bejesus out of you once, I know what I'll do. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to do it again. Um, no. <laughs> uh, we're doing the terrible thing of a trying to apply logic to this yeah there were a few bits i have to say with the rimmer that that didn't even by its own standards just you know they were it's not that they fell foul of logic it was just they were just jarred ever so slightly so the day before the night before shall we say uh rimmer and lister have been talking about oh i found the bit in your diary with the mushrooms 24 hours later in hologram rumors lifetime old rimmer makes a reference to you being a mushroom somehow he's completely forgotten this mm. pulls a blank face and doesn't realize what he's talking about that would have cured that would have fixed that little confusion really really rapidly but yeah, right, he, he, there was yeah. more comedy in it so i, I get that he was, was too busy plowing on his own agenda at the time absolutely also why does he have to cl- i mean i don't mind climb into the table climb into the table <laughs> and having done that why is he invisible and uh, anyway, it, it didn't matter. I just thought it made that made me laugh, but not because it was funny. It made me laugh because I was just look, I didn't understand it. But anyway, it was all good. It was all good. Uh, and also, sort of character-wise, I mean, Kachansky, um, presumably then, before they died in series one, was already married to Lister when Lister sees her in the drive room and she's pretending that she doesn't like him very much because this is like three that. weeks before, right? And and obviously, yeah, we see Kachansky 
after that in series one the writers they just haven't thought this through (laughs) oh you know you're i think you're onto something there it's not not very good continuity that has never occurred to me (laughs) it's a note Right. Okay. Ma- that's a minus. Watches... That's a minus mark against this episode. I'm afraid. Just, just, just the one though. I think somebody. I mean, who I, mean I care much... very little. <laughs> somebody who watches as much Doctor Who as you is going to pick up issues with the space-time continuum continuity. I think that's just inevitable. <laughs> what? Because they are enjoying Doctor anyway. Who, or? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you've been trained to spot them. And Matt is eagerly, eagerly, eagerly ready to give us another pearl of wisdom. No, no, no. No, I was literally about to mention what you've already mentioned, which was the whole thing of somehow in a few weeks they've gone from barely speaking to married. That was literally what I was reading. So, yeah, I was actually just... It was the beard. She digs a beard. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know know when future Rimmer with the beard went back in time and how long they've spent together on the ship. That's true. But you think they'd have more evidence of that apart from the one photograph? Done a bit of a back to the future then in that case. Oh, yeah. (laughs) created an alternate alternate world I mean for me this is nothing more than it's an interesting conversation it it doesn't change a jot how much I enjoyed the episode if I'm honest I mean (laughs) it is what it is it's again it's a what's funny let's do that yeah definitely at the end of the day well guys I don't think I've got too much more on my notes that I want to talk about Um, so let's do a a quick sweep Matt anything else you wanted to bring up before we finish today no thank you oh I, I have got one more I love the topic bar line Oh yes, it did make yes. Yeah. I did make me want a topic because it's not a chocolate you find that readily available these days. Can you get them anymore? I had that down as a as a as, a, as an old old time reference. No, I no, no. You, you can get, get them, them anymore. You can get them in packs of four from selected supermarkets. Right. Well, there you go. I had if one. I mean, I, only I, we were allowed out. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I had one about a year ago, and it was as nice as I remember. Many nuts. Well, it wasn't. There was a hazelnut in every bite, as per the tagline back in the day. <laughs> Matty, anything else you wanted to bring up? He's, no. look, he's looking completely blank, as well, by the way. I was just looking through the last of my notes. No, I think that was just a very good episode. Yes, as we found, there are lots of little things in there, but in the name of comedy, it was a bloody good episode. Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. I do agree. And when I said I, I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said there was a few things in it. It's still very good. Dan? I think uh, I, I, there were lots of good bits in it. I particularly like Cat. Now he's finally got the opportunity to see an actual real woman. And he just, <laughs> what, was the, what was the line? Um, uh, it makes me want to do something. I don't know what it is, but I want to do it a lot. And just just absolutely transfixed every time he sees a woman with a great big, you know, dumb grin on his face. I, I, I'm, I'm pleased that Cat's finally got a chance. I mean, not much of one, but I'm pleased he's finally got to see it. It was interesting, again, going back and seeing more people involved, although I think there was a slight detriment in a way. But yeah, once again, they're bringing in more characters and more locations uh, and broadening those horizons from the first series. Right, well, thanks, gents. Uh, Another interesting conversation. Um, And I look forward to moving on to Queeg next week. In my head, that's a personal favourite. I wonder if I feel like that. Um, oh, hang on. We, 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 okay, so we, we might hate it. So, uh, might, spoilers. Wait, it's quite well, it's not a spoiler. I just said it's in my head as a personal favourite. <laughs> but it may or may not be true. <laughs> Until next see. time. Right, so let's sign off, guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye then. <laughs> Cheerio. It's never beer, is it? It's always wine. <laughs> Oh! 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 Oh!
Será o osso. Esse é o osso.